Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. set what is going on everybody welcome in to episode number 236 of underground sports philadelphia i'm your host kyle bennett gonna be joined by my main man cam justice on the voice line you know him best from our posts on the twitter machine hashtag curated by cam before we get started gotta give a shout out to the local sponsors main auto llc ducharms pro foot Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, who is now reopened for socially distant vehicle purchases. If you need a new car, if you're looking to trade one in, need your car worked on, go check out our friends at Bob Novick Automall in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course our awesome merch provider, Design Tree. Use our promo code SPRING20 at checkout. Going to save yourself 20% off all our awesome merch on our storefront. And then our kick-ass sponsors, Tomahawk Shades. We're doing our giveaway on Twitter right now. Free pair of sunglasses, blue light glasses up for grabs. All you got to do is retweet the tweet and follow us on the Twitter machine as well as Tomahawk Shades. And if you want to just go buy your own pair right now, I'm wearing my blue light glasses as we speak to protect my eyes from these uh these bastard blue lights you know they they will destroy your eyes before you know it but these blue lights have uh really done the job and if you use the promo code USP at checkout you're going to save yourself 25% off your entire order it's just stupid you don't get offers like that every day use our promo code help us pay the bills and help us continue to have guests like my man Cam Justice on the voice line What's going on, man? How are you? I am fantastic, living the dream. You're now a recurring guest on Underground Sports. I, honestly, I'm honored. It's uh, something I never really expected to happen, but now that I'm here, i got to make the most of it. we got a lot to talk about, even though sports aren't happening. But first, got to talk about Curated by Cam. Been pumping out these playlists, my man. How's it been going? How have the the downloads and the the reception now? It's been a little bit since you've been on. How has uh how's the project been going? Great. Um, so far so good. Uh, a lot of people have reached out and told me that they uh you know like what they're hearing, and um, so overall the reception's been really good. Uh, it's always like I mentioned last time I was on here. It's always fun to do this stuff. So. Um, I can't complain. I, I love doing it. Um, and so just pumped out one yesterday, um, a little playlist that is, uh, it's, it's a little bit different than what I'm, what I've done before. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a more lyrically focused playlist. So, uh, may not be the most catchy stuff, but if you're into lyrics, uh, that's the playlist for you. I gotta tell you, 
my drives to work have been that much better with the the loud playlist blasting it through the speakers. Playing some schoolboy Q every morning gets the blood flowing. It yeah, that's good to hear. I have I've had a lot of people share the same sentiments that that uh that, that playlist gets them going. So I'm glad to hear that. It is it is a fantastic wake my ass up playlist. <laughs> going to work every day to deal with the crazies that are out shopping at the old staples what a mess it's absolutely bonkers absolutely insane 91 year old woman today at, at the old workplace what are you doing stay, stay inside woman what are you doing what is so what is so needed at 91 years old to come out in this mess not a thing get back in the house not from staples at least absolutely we got curbside pickup. You don't got to come in the store. <laughs> Shout out to Staples. Cam, our, you and I share, we talked about this last time, you and I share the love of America's pastime, baseball. I've been, I've been talking to you into the KBO. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. But the KBO has been electric. My NC Dinos pulling out these wins, man. They're 7-1 and one at the top of the league. They're doing the damn thing. They're getting it done. And uh, Rob Manfred, that piece of metal, he's uh, he's trying to get it done to bring baseball back. And uh, he was on CNN tonight as we record this Thursday night uh, talking about you know the league's testing plan, uh, testing multiple times a week for players using a facility in Utah that Major League Baseball helped convert to a COVID testing lab. The return time on tests is 24 hours. Instant testing for symptomatic players. Those who test positive will be quarantined until they negative uh, until they test negative twice. Those who have been in contact with positive tests will have instant testing as well. There's talks about an 82-game season. I think a lot of people need to apologize to Trevor Plouffe. Because he came out and said everything, and then people were like, nah, it's not happening. It's, it's not true. And then all of a sudden, all, all the, the insiders are like, oh, July is the target. And, uh, you know, June might be spring training 2.0. And Trevor Plouffe talked about it. Former Phillies great Trevor Plouffe. But uh, the, I think the biggest takeaway that people have seen recently is uh, Blake Snell on his Twitch streams. Very notorious for amazing quotes on his Twitch streams as we are live right now on our Twitch channel. Hit that follow button because we're three followers away from a hundo. Twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. But Blake Snell uh, talking about, you know, everything going on and obviously money talks. And they're talking about cutting players' salaries. And Blake Snell, one of my favorite players in the league, broke it down. You know, they're, he's talking about how it's going to be half the pay and then it's going to be like half of that on top of it being taxed and then the quote that has been floating around especially in shock jock Philly radio world is that Blake Snell said I'm out there risking my life uh-huh. and people that are those hardos did not like that quote but uh what were your thoughts on on Blake Snell and his Twitch quote from the other night? Uh, well, I love Blake Snell to begin with, so um, there's only a handful of things that he could say that would probably make me 
question how much I, I like uh, listening to him. But the biggest thing that stuck out to me was just one that he mentioned risking his life by being out there and being exposed to the virus, but also just being away from his family if he were to get it or just being away from his family in general. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people that aren't athletes, uh, a lot of you know people that think that they're public health experts and all of those other things aren't taking into account like how taxing that's going to be for him or any other MLB player. Uh, to be away from their family for that long. And I love baseball and I want to see it back. Uh, but I, you know, that really put it into perspective for me. And then uh, you mentioned them possibly testing multiple times a week. Like I would not want to have that freaking thing jammed up my nose once in a lifetime, let alone multiple times Never. a week. That thing's gross and it looks painful. Um, and well, then the third thing, shout that, out, shout out to Rutgers and Temple. Getting that approval for the saliva test. Good for them. Shout out to, to New Jersey. Go Scarlet Knights. Go but, Scarlet uh, Knights. I agree with you. I don't want that swab in my nose. No, and I, and one last thing. Utah, really? Utah. Utah. Ugh. Anyway. Mormon capital of the world. Yeah. You can count me out. Shout out to BYU. <laughs> But here, here was the, the Philly Sports Radio shock jock nonsense that I saw today that I just I had to bang my head against the wall. Because not only did I hear radio hosts laughing at Blake Snell talking about risking his life, we had the another radio station, not going to name names, but if, if you are a Philly sports fan, you probably know this radio station because you saw this poll today. Here's the, here's the poll question, yes or no question. Do you believe athletes have a duty to play for you? <laughs> I can't believe that's a question to begin with, but go on. That is a, a question that was asked by a Philly sports radio station today at 2.14 p.m. And if you know who was on the radio at 2.14 p.m. on that station, you know why this question was asked. Because, man, oh, man, are they an old white. Uh, what, do you, what do you think the results of this poll were, Cam? I hope there were, there were 5,070 votes still uh, so far. There's still 14 hours left on the poll as well. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to wrap up. We got some time. We got the overnight squad. At least another 5,000 votes if I had to guess. But, um, wow, I hope that the answer is, you know, I, I don't have much faith in humanity right now, but my hope is that at least 60% said no, but I know if you're reading it to me, that cannot be the case. Well, Cam, I am the the bearer of great news. Oh, okay. Because not only is it more than 60%, it is, to me, it was alarming at how many people said no. Really? 81.6% of voters oh, so far said goodness. no. Oh, thank goodness. But oh, you, you 18.4%, whether you are trolls or you are the literal scumbags who think athletes have a duty to play for you, get out of here. Grow up. Like, get a hobby. The fact that if, if there are any of the 18.4% of these people that truly think an athlete has a duty to play for them, I am disgusted disgusted with humanity at that point 
Yeah, that's wild. I'm so glad that the numbers turned out to, <laughs> to be that way because I was probably going to leave. But, um, yeah, you should link me that so I can vote on it and uh, make sure that I'm on the right side of history. It is being sent to your DMs right now, but for the people listening to this podcast, they more than likely know which radio station that was and which show that poll was put out during. So had to share that one because my jaw dropped when I saw it. Um, but I'm interested because there was a, a plethora of radio hosts who laughed at Blake Snell and his sentiments about how he's risking his life. I'm curious to see what they're going to say tomorrow when they find out that on beloved Philadelphia athlete, the face of the Philadelphia Phillies, the $330 million man Bryce Harper on his own Twitch stream said that one, Blake Snell is his guy. So, uh, Matt Klentak, if you're listening, please bring me Blake Snell. Because <laughs> Blake Snell in a Phillies uniform would do a lot of things for me. A lot of things. And one of them would put a big smile on my face because a one-two punch <laughs> of Aaron Nola and Blake Snell pretty unreal i think i'd be ready for red october waving my rally my rally towel at citizens bank park like nasty bryce harper though agreed with one blake snell and said he's not wrong he's not wrong so when you have a guy blake snell who i think is an up-and-coming face in the sport of baseball you know showing these sentiments but then it is agreed upon by arguably one of the top three faces of the sport over the last decade in Bryce Harper, who was also on stream with Philly's prospect Bryson Stott, so you got a minor leaguer's perspective as well. You know, there are players that are going to have tons of concerns, especially when it comes down to baseball trying to not pay out the money that these players deserve to earn. And, yeah, and I think what you have to, what people really have to do is look long and hard in the mirror and think to themselves, what would I do if I were being asked to do the same thing? If you were asked at Staples to take a, you know, a 50%, well, less than 50% pay cut, whatever the percentage is, I'm no, I'm no mathematician, but whatever the, the number is, right, take a huge pay cut and be exposed just the same way that you are and then be away from your family, would you be willing to do it? I think is the question. Exactly. So people need to stop assuming that athletes aren't human and don't have those same feelings and get over themselves. That's the biggest thing too, I think, is that so many people forget that athletes are humans first. They are living human beings. Like... People were bagging on Mike Trout bashing the alleged Arizona plan a a month ago. Mike Trout's wife is pregnant with their first child. I'm pretty sure if you put yourself in Mike Trout's shoes, regardless of how much money Mike Trout makes, you're not going to want to miss the birth of your first child. You're not going to want to be away from your wife for that amount of time if she is pregnant with your first child. Zach Wheeler, Philly's new pitcher, who has not even been on a mound in a Philly's uniform yet for an official game, 
his wife is pregnant, and he shared those same sentiments. You know, you, you gotta think humanly about some of this stuff, too. And as much as I want baseball back, as much as you want baseball back, I want them to bring it back in a methodical, clearly thought-out way to make sure that these guys are going to be safe, to make sure that these broadcast crews are going to be safe, to make sure anybody that is going to be in like this biodome world that sports are going to be played in, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, you need to make sure every person that's going to be involved is in the safest possible condition with what's going on right now. Absolutely. And people just fail to realize that that needs to be done because these guys make millions and millions of dollars. It's like, just because they, they make this money, it's like, oh, they're not human anymore. Right. They're just a fat stack of cash. And they're here to entertain me. Yeah. Like, you you gotta think about all of the things that can come from this. And each sport that is planning to come back it's not going to happen overnight. Like these plans and these these detailed, uh, you know, plans of action to return, they're going to keep circulating. You're going to keep seeing new developments. Like we went from that Arizona plan to the report that teams could be playing in their home stadiums with no fans to, you know, a whole slew of different things. Same thing with the NBA. You know, we've we've heard. Teams will be playing in frickin' Atlantic City for a, a March Madness-style type thing. We've heard Las Vegas could be a spot. We could, we've heard that they want to continue the regular season, which I think is asinine. There are, like, ten games left. Yes. Why are you going to, quote-unquote, again, biodome these teams and bring teams in that aren't even going to be involved in your playoff tournament right your playoffs in general like that would just be stupid to me um but there's there was talks i was watching the pat mcafee show this week and shams from the athletic was talking about how uh you know the newest thing they're talking about is potentially uh putting the teams either in orlando which obviously we saw that florida is allowing pro sports to return just like arizona is um and then there was if it's not Florida, there was also a report about Las Vegas. And I think Las Vegas, if you're going to do the NBA and do it, like, there is, a, there is a way where this NBA playoff thing could be one of the most magical sporting events we ever see. If yeah. it's done right. And if you go to Vegas, you've got the, the ability to house all of these guys. And I think when it comes to the professional level of the four major sports, basketball would be the easiest to return because the rosters are so small. You've sure. got 15 guys on a roster. You've got a coaching staff. And sure, you've got the personnel for each team. But overall, player-wise, compared to baseball, the NFL, even hockey, it's the lowest roster totals for each team. And it's only going to be the playoffs in this scenario. So you'd have the top 16 teams. You've got 15 guys on a roster do the math because I'm terrible at it, all of our <laughs> listeners out there. Um, you could have like a March Madness style 
tournament happen in Las Vegas. And, you know, we've heard Charles Barkley and Shaq saying they just need to scrap the season and everything. But, and, like, the asterisks would, would matter and everything. I agreed with Pat McAfee and a couple other people saying that those asterisks could be iconic when you look back, you know, 20 years from now and say, hey, you remember in 2020 when we had, like, an elite, NBA playoffs that happened in Las Vegas during uh, a global pandemic and these guys came together and and brought sports back. But you got to do it in the right way. Yep. And I think Vegas while it normally is like a a wild typically unsanitary area just because of how many people are in Las Vegas how many activities go on in Las Vegas from top to bottom that just involve human interaction, but it's been closed for a while. But they've got the hotel spacing, they've got restaurants, they've got everything in condensed areas that you could, you know, shack up these NBA teams and make something pretty awesome happen. For sure. And I just think, to your point about opening it the right way, you kind of as I joked about a minute ago being on the right side of history just how awful it could look long term if they don't do it properly and how we can you know who knows what could come of it but if something you know if the bad things that do come out of it cost people lives like was it really worth a sporting event Um, I think is what we all have to ask ourselves and to your point if, if we do it the right way it can be a really really special thing that a lot of people uh, we'll remember for a long, and that we're going to tell our grandkids. Oh about, yeah, you know there will be, um, you know, unlimited amounts of thirty for thirties, e sixties, documentaries, everything about when sports come back. Right, and what's so interesting when you say that, like, it reminds me of uh, the game in in uh, where the Mets played the Yankees after nine yes. eleven, just like this feeling of oh my gosh can like look at how this sporting event can turn our lives back Mm -hmm. to normal for a few minutes um and for this you know the entirety of this game i think to your point that could have some of that uh feeling yeah i i think it's it's one of those things that when it does happen it's going to be like this sense of like euphoria and like wow like we went this long without sports, but when it comes back, it is going to feel so satisfying and like fulfilling that it's back. For sure. And obviously, you know, the NFL is a, a ways away still. We've still got quite some time before football comes back. But if you live by what we live by when we talk in sports on this network, Cam, and I'm pretty sure you probably feel the same way as a former athlete. You got to look good to feel good, and to feel good, you got to play good. And all of that gets encapsulated in your jersey number. Jersey numbers matter. And the Eagles draft pick numbers came out. Finally, it feels like they're the last team to unveil them. So I'm going to go through positions and their numbers you got to tell me if it's good or bad okay so with the 53rd overall pick in the nfl draft the eagles took jalen hurts it's been this big controversy i thought it was a great pick uh and it's nothing against carson wentz either you guys all know that 
Uh, but quarterback Jalen Hurts has selected number two. I think good. I think great pick, actually. I'm a big fan of number two. Um, I think for a quarterback, I, I, I love it. I, I'm kind of uh, – I don't like the uh, 10s and 12s and 18s anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I like I like number two. That's a good pick. Number two, most notably worn by Eagles Hall of Famer David Akers, legend, mm. who was part of uh, a great conversation on the Pat McAfee show. We've been referring to Pat McAfee quite a lot on this show because, shout out to Pat, retweeted us the other day, big time fans of Pat, and uh, we appreciated the, the old retweet on the Twitter machine. What would you think of Jalen Hurts taking, like, a number seven? I'd be about it because I think his athleticism is similar but not the same to a Michael Vick. Right. And that's it, it would bring I, that's the memories of Michael Vick in an Eagles uniform as well. Um, but I think two is, is cool. It's different for a quarterback, in my opinion. I can't think of a quarterback off the top of my head that is relevant, that has worn number two. Uh, I could be completely slighting somebody right now. And now i got to do my, my Google history here. Um, but when I saw he announced that he was going to be wearing number two, I was like, all right, I can get behind this. It looks good on him. It's, it's one of those single-digit quarterback numbers that looks good on a player. He's athletic. He can rock the single digit. Uh I'm about it, and I'm pretty sure he wore it in college at some point, too, whether it was Oklahoma or Alabama, I forget. Uh, yes, I'm completely slighting Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan mm. is number two. Pretty good quarterback, Matt Ryan. Yeah, that just validates my opinion that two is a good number for quarterbacks. I'll take it. Yeah, I like it. I'm behind it. Jalen Hurts, number two. Uh, Eagles first-round pick, wide receiver Jalen Rager. He's wearing number 18. Eh, I'm, I'm indifferent. I like I, uh, it. I think, I think for the type of receiver he is, he's fast. Mm. And I think receiver numbers now, they got to be in that 10 to 19 range. Like the, the days of the wide receivers wearing 80 to 80. 89 <laughs> has come and gone. That's fair. And Jalen Rager wore number 18 in college for two years. Most notably in an Eagles uniform, it was worn by Jeremy Macklin, who was pretty okay. damn good when he played for the Eagles. So uh, I'm about Jalen Rager wearing number 18. Yeah, I uh, uh, first, of course, I think of uh, AJ Green. Yes, and uh, and then you know it's uh, I don't mind 18. I'm indifferent for sure. I definitely am not uh, opposed to it. I'll give you a throwback to wear number 18, Dante Stallworth. Ah, former Eagle. Uh, my favorite draft pick of this Eagles class, Clemson safety, Kayvon Wallace, K Master Lock, Gulo. He's got elite nicknames. He's wearing number 42 as a safety. Hmm. At first, I was disgusted. I was like, yeah. I was like, this is terrible. This is tragic. But... Friend of the show, Brendan Walker, works for the NFL Network, tweeted, Ronnie Lott, 2.0. And I was like, all right, I'm on board. And then tonight, Kayvon Wallace tweeted, 42 is 24 backwards, hashtag 
Mamba mentality. I saw that you retweeted that, and I just now put two and two together, and I'm officially on board as well. I was like, I'm I'm fully on board. Uh, obviously, can't pick 24 because Darius Slay is wearing 24, and he's doing it for Kobe Bryant as well. Uh, next pick, linebacker Davion Taylor, wearing number 52 at the linebacker position. I think it's a classic. Uh you know, I'm not opposed to it just because you've seen the Ray Lewises of the world rock that. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not opposed to that. I, I'll take it. I don't mind it. The only thing that kind of throws me off with it, and it's it's that weird thing where the NFL has certain slotted jersey numbers for positions. Davion Taylor is so like athletic and just like doesn't look like a linebacker. Mm. I feel like I need to see him in the 52 first because I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, he wore a single-digit number in college. And it was one of those things where, like, the type of body build that he has and the the speed that he – he's just a raw talent athlete. I wouldn't even classify him as a linebacker. The single-digit fit him, and I was like, oh, that's nice. I wish he could wear that in the NFL. I think to your point, I think the way the jersey looks is important. Yes. I, I think going back to Jalen Hurts, I think a number two in a in an Eagles jersey looks very different than a number two for the Bengals. So, oh, absolutely. Um, that's, a, that's a very fair point. Seeing it on it may make a huge difference. Linebacker Sean Bradley, the pride of Temple University, South Jersey native. He's wearing number 54. At the linebacker position, most famously worn by the Axeman Jeremiah Trotter. I like it. Local kid. I, yeah. I think 54 is a great number. Another athletic, sneaky kind of linebacker. Wore a single digit at Temple, wore number five. But I, I can get behind the 54 for Sean Bradley. Yeah, I'm here for it. Keeping it simple. Again, keeping it. He's local, so that's super cool. I like that everything is understated for him, so I like that. Defensive end from Stanford, Casey Tuhill, is wearing number 56 at the defensive end position. Most notably, worn by absolute legend of a human, Chris Long. Yeah, um, 56. Interesting number for me. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm I'm on the I'm on the downside for me personally, uh, just because the numbers are super close. Something about like 56, 57, 58, mm-hmm. and even 59 are weird for me. Same with like if it were 67, yes. you know, just those those numbers are odd for me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm on the I'm on the no side. Yeah, 56. It, it's one of those numbers where like it's got to fit you. Like, it's got to look good on your body to rock, rock that 56, and it looked damn good on Chris Long. Chris Long, absolute beast in 56. Hopefully it works out for Casey Tuhill. Not sure if it will, but we'll see. Now we've got the offensive line. We're going to start with Jack Driscoll, Auburn. He's, uh, he's all over the O-line. He's wearing number 63. 63. I'm going to look at a picture of him first. Big, he, thick, white guy. Looks yeah, like, I mean, just looks like a pure offensive lineman. 
Yeah, he looks like he can rock a 63. I, I think 71 it fits him at I think 63 yeah. fits him perfectly. I do, too. He's he, Yeah, like you said, he's got the big build. He wore a 71 in college, so... Uh, yeah, I'm with it. There's I'm talks of him it. moving to guard, which I think enhances the number oh, 63. Sure, sure. Then we've got the all-name team of this NFL draft, and one of my favorite players in this draft, Prince Tega Wanago, also from Auburn. He is legit a prince in Nigeria. Perfect number. He's wearing number 72. Oh yeah! As a uh, tackle, it is it is just so beautiful. When all I saw day. he was getting seventy two, I was like, "Oh my god, I I need his jersey." That's how good it looks. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of this. Seventy two is a great number. Big fan of an offensive tackle wearing number seventy two. Then we get to the wide receivers that were taken in on day three. Quez Watkins, another all name team. He was given number 80 right now, and I hope he makes the team and can change that number because he's too damn fast to be wearing number 80. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. And he was at, where did he go to school? Southern Miss? Yes. And he wore 16, and 16's a great number on him. Look good. I think that, look, he that was, looks great. He was the second fastest wide receiver in the draft, only behind Henry Ruggs. Oh, yeah. I think you're, he... you're too fast, Quez, to be wearing number 80. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, I don't know, there's something to me. He, he could be a number one. Yes. He like, could shake out at a number one and look good. List him, list him as a third-string quarterback so he can wear number one. and Right. Let him fly. And then we've got my 1A favorite pick in the draft, wide receiver John Hightower, again, He's too damn fast for this number, so hoping he gets a new one. He was given number 82. Another guy that wore number 16 in college. And he looks damn good in 16, and I think 16 is a horrendous number. Right, I've never liked 16. It's terrible. It's in between two elite numbers. Right, I just can't stand 15 and 17 are there. And I feel like once Alshon Jeffrey moves on from the Eagles, John Hightower would be an elite number 17. I'm with you. Yeah, I hate 82 for him. It's, um, it's too it's too bulky yeah. of a number. Yeah, I not a fan. And I get that there's only so number so many numbers that can go around. But let's let's get him in. I I'd even put him in a 19 and I hate that number. Yeah. But he does have some good things going for him if he does stick with 82. It's obviously more of a tight end number in my book, but 2017, Torrey Smith wore it. Okay. The Eagles won a Super Bowl with a number 82 on the roster, and Torrey Smith looked pretty damn good in number 82. And it was worn by Eagles legend Mike Quick. All right. I, I don't hate it as much now. So I'm all bored if he sticks with it because of that backing. Although Quez Watkins definitely needs to dump the number 80 because it is not done well for the city of Philadelphia with wide receivers wearing number 80. I'll read you the list. You tell me if you know any of these guys. Okay. 
You definitely don't know this one, but he is part of my brand, and it is Mark and Michelle, most notably known as Sony Michelle, New England Patriots running back's brother, uh, CFL All-Star, Mark and Michelle. Gotcha. Uh, Jordan Matthews wore it for his second and third stints in Philadelphia. The only reason I feel like I know Jordan Matthews is because I feel like I've interacted with one on the street, not because they're a football player. So you would know Jordan Matthews most notably from the famous gif and photo of Carson Wentz doing the handshake touchdown celebration with a wide receiver. That is Jordan Matthews. But at that time, Uh, he was wearing number 81 and looked much better in that number than he did in 80. Okay. Uh, Most notably known... As a Pittsburgh Steeler than a Philadelphia Eagle, that is Marcus Wheaton. Didn't last as an Eagle. Uh, Ronald Johnson, who I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know that name. Uh, I think the best wide receiver to wear number 80, Kevin Curtis. One of those elite, fast, white guys that just thrived in the slot. Uh, Billy McMullen who just brings me flashbacks of Madden 2006. <laughs> and then one of my dad's favorite NFL players of all time, another white guy in the slot, James Thrash, which is just an elite football name. That's a dope name. Just doesn't really help me knowing him. So the number 80 has not panned out well at the wide receiver position. Quez, you need to get your hands on another number. And we're back because uh, the old desktop decided it want to go to sleep. And I was like, we're not done yet. But uh, unfortunately, we are no longer doing the video portion, but you're listening to this audio here on your favorite podcast platform. Still with me is my man with a plan and some kick-ass playlists, Mr. Cam Justice. We just got done wrapping up those Eagles jersey numbers. But before we get to our next segment, Cam, why would you go out and spend... An arm and a leg on a pair of sunglasses when you can get a pair of sunglasses that look, feel, and are just as good for a fraction of the price. It, it just doesn't make sense. It. I'm doing the math. Yep. Carry the one. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't so. compute. Nope. And that's what our friends at Tomahawk Shades are doing. They are providing you a quality product for an affordable price. Started on Long Island, two brothers doing the damn thing. And uh, I'll tell you right now, when I got my blue light glasses in from Tomahawk Shades, the quality of these glasses, absolutely remarkable. I was blown away. I got sunglasses on the way, and I can't wait to be wearing those every day. You know, tomorrow in New Jersey, it's supposed to be 85 degrees outside. If I want to go lay out in my backyard... Got to protect my eyes from those uh, those UV rays with some tomahawk shades. And these these sunglasses and blue light glasses are already an affordable price, but tomahawk shades were like, guys, we're not just going to make you pay full price for these things. We're going to hook you up big time. So they gave us the best promo code possible on planet Earth, and that is promo code USP. Use that bad boy at checkout. You're going to save 25% off an already affordable product. You're paying three-quarters of the price for an already affordable product right off the bat. Our friends at Tomahawk Shades are hooking you guys up. USP is the promo code. Save yourself 25% off at checkout. 
Cam, an underground athlete, Mike Scott, did the damn thing the other day. Donated, along with Red Bull and Red Bull Hoops, 600 meals to local Philadelphia hospitals for those frontline workers. You know, the the catchphrase is Mike Scott loves the kids. Well, he also loves the frontline workers. And shout out to Mike Scott doing the damn thing, giving back to the community. It's one of the things that he has always talked about, how he always wants to give back to whatever community for whatever city he's in. And he has done a damn good job since becoming a Sixer. And uh, we're just proud of our guy. Yeah, that's a huge deal. Like, I'm always a big fan of folks using their platform to to make some change. So shout out to him for that. Absolute legend of a human. He's an underground athlete for a reason. Shout out to Mike Scott. Uh, one thing we were talking about before we started recording, though, Cam, is uh, Tony Hawk's making a comeback. Dude. Out this week, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are being remastered on PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and the PC. I can't contain my excitement that Tony Hawk is back. Dude. Dude, it's insane. I, It's bringing me back to uh, a young Cam that was far less uh, normal than what I am now in a sweaty time where I was just a sweaty, <laughs> nervous kid. Uh, and where I was so excited about these video games uh, and would get frustrated and cry over things if I didn't do well. Um, but in a good way, you know. Um, I'm excited about Tony Hawk being back. Uh, it's going to bring... Um, I'm probably going to be on my PS4 way more when this stuff comes out. So I'm excited. Now, there's a fascinating podcast. I highly recommend listening to it if you are... A, a huge fan of the skateboarding world. It's called the Nine Club, um, and I've been watching clips of it when I can't sleep at four a.m. And they have some absolutely fascinating interviews on there. And one of them I watched was with Tony Hawk, uh, and he was talking about his first video game check experience uh, with Activision and everything, and. He said, uh, you know, he's expecting, you know, a decent amount because his name's attached to it. His face is on the cover of the game. And he goes out and uh, meets with the, the people from Activision and they slide an envelope across the table. And he opens that envelope up, Cam. How much money do you think Tony Hawk made on his first video game check ever from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series? Well, I think it's... Uh it's nice of you to assume that I have any concept of a lot of money um, that I could make this guess. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say it's, it's at least, uh, I'd say over $10. You'd be very correct on Ooh, that assessment. Right. I'm good at things. Uh, Tony Hawk opened up that envelope and his first video game check was for four million dollars <laughs> that's just stupid <laughs> four million dollars in which he then told the guys he was with i've got lunch that's incredible i can't even wrap my brain around a piece of paper being worth four million dollars that's insane how do you take that to the bank like you yeah. just pull up to the drive-thru and it's like yeah i need this put into my bank account yeah, and that was before you could do like Chase online, like right. banking. 
gosh. I don't even know. Million. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. He said he immediately took out two to three hundred thousand of it, donated to the Tony Hawk Foundation and everything. Uh, but even then, you take two to three hundred thousand dollars out, still over three a, million dollars that you're yeah, putting in your bank. Yeah, that's a drop. That's a drop in the bucket. That's like nothing. Uh, but you also brought up to me Tony Hawk now riding for Vans. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it's insane that at however old he is, let's see, Tony Hawk age, he's got to be up there. He's 52, right? So at 52, he's signing a, a deal with Vans, and that is mind-boggling because, again, he's going to make a lot of money off of that at 52 when he's no longer uh, the face of the sport in the same way. And granted, he is the greatest mm-hmm. skateboarder he's, of all he's time. Like but the Wayne Gretzky, the... The Walter right. Payton, Tom Brady, you know, you name it, whatever For sport sure. it may be, that's Tony Hawkins skateboarding. And I imagine he can do, you know, way more tricks still than I ever could. His uh, son is pro now. I That's wild. Which is just dumb because I remember growing up watching Tony Hawk and seeing his, like, infant son at every event he was at, and now his son is a pro skateboarder. That's crazy and super cool. So good for you, Tony Hawk. Keep being good at things. Now, you and I both love the fashion game. We're big in, in how we look. It's the look good, feel good, play good. Uh-huh. I got to imagine we're going to get some kick-ass Tony Hawk vans. For sure. They have to be dope. I mean, again, he's the greatest. So he's going to, you know, he's probably going to partner with some really cool designers and they're just going to make him look insane and then he's going to make another couple million dollars off of these things the first in the the press release from vans it says the first skate shoes he ever wore were were vans accompanied by quote ankle guards because high tops were not available yet incredible the year was 1978 and a 10 year old tony hawk pulled the shoes out of the box and started walking them across the wall with his hands and yelling off the wall. I remember stepping on my board and feeling like I suddenly had the best grip tape ever. Did Tony no Hawk way. did Tony Hawk invent the Vans off the wall sub tagline? I think he may have. This is absolutely insane. Wow. I, I don't have words for that. Absolutely absurd. Did you, had, I got, now that we're talking about Tony Hawk, too, did you hear Tony Hawk's story about how he was at the Oscars this year? I did not. And for, enlighten me. So another podcast recommendation, Steve-O now has a podcast. And oh, it is great. entertaining as all hell and tony hawk was his first guest um and he was tony hawk was part of a uh mini documentary that got nominated for an oscar and i believe ended up winning um and they were trying to get him and his wife there and everything and they got a ticket for him but not his wife and then uh the academy called tony hawk and said hey we have two seats like essentially in the pit, like, you know, right behind the orchestra, do you want them? And he was like, yeah. Um, 
So the way that Tony Hawk got those tickets, if everybody remembers, throwing it back to Parasite winning all those awards, two of the you know, behind-the-scenes members of the Parasite crew team were stuck in China for the Oscars because of coronavirus. Tony Hawk and his wife ended up getting their tickets to the Oscars because Holy they could crap. not make it. So Tony Hawk, for the entirety of the Oscars, was sitting with the cast and like production crew of Parasite. That's incredible, and it makes me wonder how many other moments like that celebrities have that are just so filled with other important people and just create like that's a that's a once in a lifetime story but it probably happens to him once every couple of weeks probably and that just kicks it back to you know tiger king and we see carol baskin at the mtv music awards what a yeah she killed that man absolutely something even wilder matt our co-host typically when uh things aren't going down the way they're going down right now actually went to Doc Anthel's Tiger Paradise back in the day. <laughs> Incredible. He's a piece of history. Yeah, like absolutely wild stuff. And speaking of Tiger King, uh, you will have a new episode of Streamer Season, the official book club meets streaming platforms podcast on the network, uh, talking all things Tiger King in your podcast feeds this weekend. Very excited for that one, especially now that... uh. Nicholas Cage is rumored to be starring as Joe Exotic in a mini series of Tiger King now. I think it needs to be um what's the guy's name? Uh should have been David Spade. Well, I I like that. I also think it could be um what's the guy that the rock star guy for the love of Brett? What's his uh, name? Oh, Brett Michaels. Yeah. Oh, that's a him. good call. That's a good call by you. I think Brett Michaels could play a great Joe Exotic because I retweeted a photo of Brett Michaels saying something really stupid. Um, and I was like, I thought that was Joe for a second. That's a damn good call. I think I think he, he would make a great Joe Exotic. I'm looking you. at photos. Thank you. I'm looking at photos right now, and I think it would work. Did you see the uh, conspiracy photo that came out about Tiger King saying that Jeff Lowe is Carol Baskin's first husband? Whoa. There's a photo of the first husband side by side with Jeff Lowe, and they look identical. No way. I'm looking it up right now. That's insane. And to, like, hide some of the key features... That's why he wears the bandana. The hat with the bandana. The oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my. I, my you can't see because we're not doing video and I was never on there in the first place, but my jaw just hit the ground. Absolutely wild stuff. Like, I'm they convinced. Are, they are spitting images of each other. Well, and I'm convinced Carol Baskin is the smartest woman in the world. That very mel- very may well be. If she could pull that off and get Jeff to sabotage that entire thing, and, oh my gosh, that's incredible. He just flip-flopped his facial hair. Right. 
I, I'm convinced. I'm 100% convinced. And I also, I hated Carol Baskin, but now I think she's a genius and I don't mind her if that's the case. <laughs> Absolutely insane stuff. That documentary was one of the most wild things I've ever watched in my entire life. A whole, they lived in a completely different world. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. What are you, what are you watching right now, Cam? Speaking of streamer season, we'll, we'll end it with a Cam recommendation. Yeah, so last time we talked, I was finishing Dexter. Finished that. I am, I'm done, and a piece of me died when I finished watching it. But um, we move on. Life goes on. So I am currently watching The Innocence Files. Um, it is incredible. If you're interested in true crime and a little bit of social justice stuff and some, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes about how our criminal justice system is working or not working, it's an incredible watch. Um, I'm also watching Black AF, which is pretty funny. I've heard great things about that. Yeah, both of those are pretty good. So if you're starting something new, those are some good places to start. If you still haven't checked it out, Hunters on Amazon Prime, sensational show. Um, I am very much going to dive into the new Amazon Prime show, Upload, very soon. Mm. That looks amazing. Uh, and then Disney Plus is just rolling out all the stops recently because there's a report uh, that a Kingdom Hearts show on Disney Plus is in the works. Potentially. Oh my gosh. And today it came out that it is currently in development. A Percy Jackson series is coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, wild. I saw that go viral on Twitter and I was like, what could this be about? That's pretty cool. And just everything coming out on Disney Plus seems unbelievable. You know, you get all these reports of the new stuff coming to The Mandalorian. It's now canon that Boba Fett survived because he is going to be in the season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the list of original programming coming to Disney Plus in the next year or two. Fascinating stuff. I'm sure. I'm going to look it up because I'm a big fan of the platform, so I'm doing that as we you know, speak lizzie mcguire's getting that reboot and we just saw them do that table read of a, a throwback episode this week too like disney plus <sighs> is just rolling out all the stops and i'm excited right they're doing something right they're doing it right uh make sure you guys check out and follow streamer season on twitter and instagram at streamer szn for all that pop culture and streaming platform news but i think that's all we got for you guys for this episode so make sure you check us out on twitter and Instagram at underground PHI. You can follow Cam on Twitter and Apple Music at CamJustice7. What's the best way to find the playlist on the old Spotify? Your best bet is to uh, find me on Instagram, again, at CamJustice7. It's also in my Twitter bio, uh, at CamJustice7. It'll link you directly to my link tree, which gives you Spotify and Apple Music links to my playlist. Kyle, thank you for having me on. Absolutely, man. And, of course, we wouldn't be able to have guests like Cam and the rest of our guests without our awesome local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, which they are now reopened. We shared their reopening videos on our Facebook page. 
So you can check that out to see how you can go shop with Bob Novick Auto Mall in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Uh, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, guys, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We just cracked over 250 five-star ratings and reviews the other day. Keep that coming. Once we get to 300, I will lose my voice and read everything from 200 to 300 on Reading the Reviews Part 2. And five stars only because, as you guys know, hashtag wise guys never win, uh, Cam. Because we've had a, a few people think they can just come through and drop a one star rating on the podcast feed and think that, you know, they're getting away with something. You're not slick. Wise guys yeah. never win. We don't have room for that. Uh, and if you don't have an iPhone, upgrade your phone uh, first and foremost. But if you, if you don't want to do that, you can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher the TuneIn app, iHeartRadioRadio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And like I said, follow Cam on Twitter, at CamJustice7. You can follow me on Twitter, at KBIZZL311. And uh, we'll be back later this week with more sports news and updates and you know leagues potentially coming back. And who else, whoever wants to come on the show, we are open and available. We'll be breaking down more Eagles draft pick prospects next week. And... Uh, Stay safe out there, guys. Don't be idiots. You, you didn't study this. You're not an immunologist, as the <laughs> homeboy Diggs tape said. Uh, and shout out to our awesome uh, sponsors as well, Design Tree and Tomahawk Shades. This has been a electric and power outage episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 236. For Cam, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace. Oh, people's chair.